So I saw it right before me. I saw the big box in the supermarket of the watermelons, green shining, and the box right next to them, the gourds, brown and yellow. And I thought, here we are at the cusp of summer and fall. How y'all feeling about that? I will not miss the hot, hot heat. I will miss, however, the long, long days. So if you're in grieving this morning, I'm sorry. If you're in celebration this morning, let's celebrate together because it's inevitable this happening one way or the other. Truth is, I didn't need to walk into the supermarket to see one season turning into the other. All I had to do was look outside. My tomato plants. Yes, there is still fruit on those plants. I counted this morning when I left 28 green tomatoes still. And you can see the creeping inexorable brown making its way. The dying of the vines opening to a new season. Pretty soon, I want to say the first or second week of October This is what will be happening in a garden that won't be green at all. I'll be planting garlic. Not not this garlic, mind you. This garlic became linguine with all of that garlic and jalapenos and cherry tomatoes. It was really good. Um, But that's what I'll do. I will place into a garden nearly fallow. One by one by one by one. By one, ready to take a long winter's nap, to grow sometime. I've never planted garlic before. Does it come up in the late spring or summer, or does it come around like is a full year from now? How long do I got to wait? <laughs> Point is, <laughs> I'm going to have to wait. I hope, I hope, I plan, let's put it this way. I hope and I plan that I will be there next summer when that garlic comes up. But that garlic will come up. I am open to what's to come. Gardening is for me not just a practice of stewardship of the earth, of producing food that I love to cook with. Gardening is for me a practice of faith. It's about an open hopefulness to what will be that I cannot make grow but I can help grow. See, gardening for me is an experience, I know for many of you as well, of sharing and tending our gifts. It takes a certain amount of skill, a certain amount of giftedness to grow a healthy garden. And at the same time, beyond that, it is out of my hands. Bruce Springsteen, who I saw in concert nine days ago, felt like it was yesterday. Wish I could just go again tomorrow. He said, everything dies, that's a fact. But maybe everything that dies Sunday comes back. This is what the practice, the spiritual practice of gardening equips me to do is to recognize the seasons and cycles of life, to recognize that things come to a rest. And things also always contain promise within them. Our gifts meeting the larger grace of this life. So today's message is entitled Renew, or today's series, new series, is entitled Renew. 
and it is intended to help us at Wellsprings move into a new season here together. If you've been around for any part of the last year, you know that it has been a season of transition. It has been a season of working this good earth here at Wellsprings intentionally, and it has been challenging, and it has been productive, and it has been positive, and it has wound up in, as Reverend Lee talked about in her message last week, a whole new structure and system and way of doing ministry here. It has wound up in a co-ministry with myself and Reverend Lee. And it also seems nice to make this renew fall here at Wellsprings because coming up in January is our official 10th birthday. Wellsprings will be doing this here for 10 years, a decade. So we are invited into a season of renewal. And when I say renewal, I don't mean just change. I think there's a difference between change, which can be very superficial, and a deeper renewal of the spirit, a deeper transformation. There's a woman named Angel Kyoto Williams who teaches both about the transformation of the circumstances in which we find ourselves. She is deeply committed to changing oppressive structures and also changing the hearts and her own of the people she works with. She's a senior teacher at the East Bay Zen Center in Oakland, California. She talks about the difference between change and transformation and that very often what is promised to us as transformation is just kind of moving the deck chairs around change. You know, we are promised transformation, she says, with, you know, the thing that's going to get our clothes the cleanest they've ever been. We are promised transformation with the nearest, closest, bestest workshop that you've ever attended that will take all of your stuff away, whatever your stuff is problem, she says, is that transformation is more like planting seeds. It's more like what she calls doing darkness, trusting the larger growth and patterns of our lives that we can be in touch with, but cannot control. Too often in this society in which change and a new plan for change and a new plan for transformation is offered us just about every single day, especially if you're like me and you get a lot of spiritually themed emails. Always a new something. Always a new way. Always a new path. And I got to tell you, it is exhausting. In some ways, actually, it reminds me of my favorite counterexample. Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson has been with me now for like 65% of my life. I did the math. I am a big Simpsons fan. If you've been around for a while, you know this. Well, there's this one episode of The Simpsons in which Moe, the bartender, has decided he no longer wants to run the dive bar name for his name, Moe's, and he wants to make it a family-friendly restaurant. And so he orders on remainder from the U.S. Army a huge flash fryer that arrives on the back of a truck. And when it gets delivered, the guy says, you can flash fry a buffalo in 45 seconds. And Homer immediately says, oh, I want it now. (laughs) Homer is wrong. (laughs) Or let's put it this way. Homer is not promising us renewal. As great a teacher as he is. The openness to renewal is not about an impulsive impatience. It is not about better, faster, now, more improved, better than ever. I have nothing against excitement or novelty. 
In fact, I have to tell you, I like excitement and I like novelty far too much than what is good for me. But excitement and novelty, these are not renewal. In fact, they can lead us to the very opposite of the thing that we are seeking renewal. Too much novelty, too much change over and over again. The next big thing just make us exhausted. Renewal is about finding and linking up with deeper patterns, deeper cycles of our lives. I think it's not a surprise that many of us, not all of us, I know there's a few of you because you've told me about it and I'm very jealous. I don't admit to envy very often, but I will admit my jealousy here. Some of you are the kind of people who at the end of the day can put your head down on the pillow and just go to sleep. I am not that kind of person. For me, I have to run through some healthy patterns before I go to sleep, putting this away, not eating too much a couple hours before I go to bed. And if you think about it in sleep, allowing ourselves to go to sleep, it is the ultimate renewal practice, right? Without sleeping meditation, which Dalai Lama, the Dalai Lama is all this, the Dalai Lama called the most important meditation without sleep. There can be no renewal. And yet when we're sleeping right, we're not doing anything. We're just allowing ourselves to rest. In the beautiful words of the night prayer from the New Zealand book of Common Prayer, what has been done has been done. Let it be. I love that, by the way, it doesn't say let it go. (laughs) Because that would require too much activity. No, just let it be. That for me is the archetype of a renewal practice. So renewal is trust in something, some cycle, some energy, some life force bigger than just ourselves. Renewal is about linking ourselves to these larger sources and cycles of growth. You can call it whatever you want to call it. God, higher power, spirit, nature, the universe. I don't get hung up on names. Call it whatever makes sense for you. But whatever we call it, that name that points to this thing that flows through us. Trusting it is the key to renewing our lives. There's a teacher, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years old. I mean, she's not hundreds and hundreds of years old. She was still alive. She'd be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years old. Her name is Hildegard of Benin, 12th century Christian mystic. She called this process of trusting this larger movement of our lives. The phrase that gives the title for the message today, the greening of all things. We just sang about it, by the way. Everything is holy now. That's the greening of all things. She describes it as the natural driving force towards healing and wholeness, the vital power that sustains all life. And she says in one of beautiful passage of theology as poetry and poetry is always better theology than theology is theology. She says this greening of all things. I shine in the water. I burn in the sun and the moon and the stars. Mine is the mysterious force of the invisible wind. I am the breath of all the living. 
So you know what the most basic of all the renewal practices is, right? How often we can forget to do that. That's why we practice every single Sunday. That's why we can remember when we take a breath and we pause for a moment. As John Kabat-Zinn said, when we can mindfully take a breath, we can remember that there is so much more right with us than there is wrong with us. Maybe personalize it. There is so much more right with me than is wrong with me. There is so much more right with you than is wrong with you. And you may not believe that. Here's the thing. It's a practice. You don't have to believe it. But to practice renewal is to trust that there is more right with you than there is wrong with you. Even if it doesn't make sense. This morning... I am particularly aware and particularly grateful for the greening of my life because it was not always as green as it is now. Tomorrow will be the 11th anniversary since I quit drinking. You got the joke. Thank you. Um, uh, and I did not and do not ask for that. But thank you. The truth was that on September 19th, 2005, I was so tired of being 35 years old and in a constant state of exhaustion. Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, interpersonally, relationally. I was in enough pain. And so I sought to make a change. But let me tell you, it was not just about running away from pain. That urged me to make this not just change, but transformation in my life. This was also about two things that didn't really exist at that time but that were promises in my life. Things that I trusted and things that I wanted to be worthy of. The first was my marriage, which was still 11 months away from happening. And I can pretty much guarantee you, I have my wife's permission to say this, would not have happened if I had not quit drinking. Finding something you love more than the things you do to take away pain is a really powerful thing. And the second thing is this. Some of you know I've told this story before. I got sober six weeks after founding this congregation. This is not the professional life plan that I had anticipated for myself. And the truth is, I only knew a handful of you back then, and those that I knew, I barely knew at all. But the promise of being the kind of person and the kind of minister worthy of leading a new spiritual community. It wasn't that I wanted to look good. It isn't that I wanted to be good. <laughs> I just wanted to be whole. And so the promise of both of these things in my life at that moment helped to wake me up to a core of health within me that yearned for renewal. And 
doesn't happen all at once. <laughs> Those first six months, I had to face an awful lot of stuff I did not want to face. But I trusted that there was a larger cycle, a larger power moving through me that other people showed me that I began to trust in myself. And so 11 years later, I can recognize these words, some of my most beloved words, not mine, but from the Hebrew scriptures. It's Ezekiel 36:26. A new heart I will give you and a new spirit I will put within you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. So I stand before you today as someone whose heart is sometimes all over the place. <laughs> sometimes at odds with itself. But not any longer a heart of stone. I have a heart of flesh. And I can feel it beating. And it connects me to you. And connects me to everyone and everything. This is one of the reasons, by the way, I don't get hung up on God, higher power, spirit, nature, universe, whatever you want to call it. It is here. And it is offering us the invitation to renewal at every moment. If we trust that renewal is a possibility for us. And I trust that for many of you it is. Because I look around and I see these and these and these and these and those. Last Sunday, if you were here at Wellsprings, you filled out personal renewal notices. <laughs> Intentions for what you would like to be renewed in your life. Here's a really powerful thing of seeing all of these, of seeing them and reading through them. Y'all, well, we all are working on some powerful, powerful stuff. And by the way, if you weren't here last Sunday and you would like to fill out a renewal intention today, we have the circle. We have the bubble for you. We will add it to these strings in coming weeks. Some of you I know took it home with you. I'm not looking at any of you, just some of you told me. You can add it today. We will put it up there for you. Here's the other thing in looking at those intentions for renewal. This is some stuff that sounds like a lot of us have been working on for a very long time. <laughs> Instantaneous, impulsive change will not get it done. But to set your heart upon these renewal intentions, to trust them, and also, by the way, this amazing thing, see and remember how many other people are working at the same time in this community on renewing something that is core to them. This is the heart of the renewal experience is that it is always collaborative, it is always participatory, and you are not alone. None of us are. Trust that whatever work you do on renewing your spirit, your heart, your life, your relationship today, it is enough for today. And that, yes, if we sow good seeds in time, good fruit will come about. That's the meaning of karma, by the way, folks. Karma has nothing to do with the metaphysical ways talked about. There are seeds that we plant and those seeds that we plant are seeds that are harvested. Today's planting, enough for today. 
And I do trust, as the poet Goethe said, or at least as the poet Goethe said in the authoritative version of this quote, which comes from the movie Almost Famous. <laughs> it is the authoritative version. Be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid. Right here and right now is the only place that we can be bold with our renewal. The truth is that fall 11 years ago for me, I was about to embark on, it all comes back to what I started with today, I was about to embark on the planting team here with Wellsprings. That, 10 of us, <laughs> maybe 11, birthed all of this. This led to that. And the truth is, if we continue to trust that spirit of renewal, that invitation to life and its deeper seasons and cycles, we cannot tell, we cannot predict what this will lead to in time to come. Last Sunday, just because the universe likes to work in these beautifully gracious ways, sometimes Reverend Lee posted this after our welcome back return to two services my one still growing seed from November's new member Sunday finally bloomed this morning while we are in church because God apparently likes to be obvious. <laughs> Outward blooms, inward blooms. Even if it's as small as a garlic clove, even if it's as small as a seed. Maybe that seed is surrounded by a whole bunch of despair and doubt. That's okay. All we need is the seed. May we trust it. May we trust renewal. And may that life guide us, that larger life guide us into flourishing together. Amen. May you live in blessing. Would you pray with me? Primarily, the spirit is not about belief. There are beliefs that point the way. But the spirit, the inspiration is right here and right now. Between us, among us, in our lungs, taking in and giving forth. Taking and receiving. Offering back and giving. Maybe just sit with this aspirational prayer. That there is more right with you. There is more right with us than there is wrong with us. Maybe you're resistant to that. Maybe it is a shining beacon. Whatever the case may be. May we recognize our gifts. May we rec recognize the spirit of renewal flowing through us all. Connecting us each one to the other. May we recognize above all else that here we are. This is the time we have. May we cultivate it. May our lives bloom. Amen.